0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Richmond, Virginia, it's time for Richmond Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Richmond Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today's episode is brought to you in part by SMN Square, providing building blocks to success and sustainability. Today on Richmond Business Radio, we have Jonathan Young, Director of Corporate Relations at the Reginald F. Lewis College of Business at Virginia State University. Welcome, Jonathan.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about your work.
0: Yeah, thank you. I often consider myself the most fortunate man on the planet. I work with two constituency groups. Uh, One, a a group of uh, outstanding, most outstanding undergrads at Virginia State University most of most of whom are from right here from the Commonwealth of Virginia and uh, they uh, they're uh, most special persons on the, on the planet uh, to me uh, and uh, uh, they their their approach is uh, their their approach is and our approach is a little different at Virginia State University when when we juxtapose how we provide premium interface to to our uh, second constituency group, i.e. a portfolio of over 600 companies ranging from Fortune 500s to sole proprietors. And and everything that we do, we aim to achieve really three objectives. One is to refine our students' soft skills or the interpersonal skills. Uh, Two, to augment their career awareness. Uh, Candidly, a lot of our, our young people, they arrive 18 years of age and like any other 18-year-old, they're, they're very naive as it relates to all the different kind of career options out there. We aim to, to change that. And then third, uh, the third objective in everything that we do is to, uh, to develop real-world skills not often learned in a traditional classroom. So uh, our approach is very unorthodox. It, uh, it is uh, very unconventional, uh, but it works. The results speak for themselves, and we couldn't be prouder of our, of our young people.
1: Can you talk a little bit about what um kind of drew you to that path uh you know you mentioned it's it's unconventional what kind of was the catalyst behind taking this kind of a tact?
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh well, candidly first and foremost observation, uh I've had the privilege of of working uh at the highest uh, level of organizations including uh, the office of the governor here in the commonwealth and um, uh, my other my other job, uh, uh, I've ran for for public office now twice, and uh, uh, elected to the school board in the city of Richmond um, now, now twice. In my second term, and and uh, and you know, I gosh, more than a decade ago, um, I convened the focus group of some leading uh, uh, persons in industry in the Richmond region. We were downtown Richmond, four hours over. Over lunch, my only charge to uh, to these folks who were representative of all different kinds of industry was to really reinvent how we do, how we do business education, and uh, and what what was born out of that focus group was a very different kind of curriculum. Specifically, it's uh, it's small group. Uh, it is uh, it's all experiential learning, uh, hands on is another way to describe it and uh and it's all contingent on relationship building and uh and so uh in the last uh well more than a decade we've provided our students opportunity to to interface with now literally and your listeners will perhaps roll their eyes when they when they hear me cite the statistic but it's uh, it's true but it's literally now tens of thousands of persons of industry. Uh, and we do that in a, in a way that um, recognizes that everyone has something different to offer. Uh, so the, the genesis of, of our approach was, candidly, observation and seeing that uh, whether it's K-12 education or it's, uh, it's, high, it's higher education, most folks just get this wrong. Uh, you know, uh, we often remind persons something that was said 3,000 years ago, uh, and uh, and a, uh, a a quote I think that perhaps best best describes what we aim to achieve is uh, uh, I hear and I forget, I see, and I remember, I experience and I understand. Too frequently, uh, again, irrespective of the the grade level, if it's uh, elementary or secondary or even in college uh, people think that, that to teach, they think that education is someone standing in front of a room and talking at a group of students who are sitting there patiently, quietly taking notes, perhaps. And that's just, that's not what we do here at Virginia State University. Uh, instead, our students, they're on their feet for the duration of the session. Uh, the louder the room, the better, uh, because it, uh, it signals that students are engaged and, um, and, and learning. Uh, we, uh, uh, we don't invite folks to come down and present or do a dog and pony show or lecture or fill in the blank because all that constitutes a monologue and our students, uh, like, um, uh, like any anyone really, uh, irrespective of their age, just aren't interested. Instead, they are inter- They want a dialogue. Um, and so uh, we- we're really proud of what we've been able to achieve here.
1: So now walk me through what it's like when you invite a business leader into the classroom. What is uh, required of them in order to be effective in communicating and educating your students?
0: Mm, just having spent some some time on, uh, just having spent some time on this planet. <laughs> That's it. Um, it's a terrific question. Um, and people will all the time share, share with me. I'm not prepared to, to do that. I'm, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I can teach. And I, and I ask them if, well, have you ever been party to a situation where you had to resolve conflict? Have you ever had to, uh, have you ever had to, to sell anything, including yourself in an interview? Uh, have you ever uh, have you ever had to synthesize some information? Take a whole lot of take a whole lot of information and and make it make it as simple and, sh- and straightforward as 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 you can. Uh, so yeah, I don't mean to um, uh, provide a trite or jib answer and and saying that yeah, just having spent spent some time on this planet that's really all that it takes. How does it work? We invite invite folks to come down and. And granted, everything's a little different now because of COVID, but um, but they arrive and uh, we we provide them opportunity to plug and play. Uh, you come in and you meet uh, you meet these young professionals, these eighteen to twenty two year olds um, who are who are, e- are eager and have all the enthusiasm you would you would expect in a in a college student and and we provide different role play scenarios. So students, uh, for example. When they learn to sell, we don't have somebody stand in front of a group of students and tell them how to sell. Instead, we throw them right into the lion's den, into the deep end of the pool, and they've got to sell. The persons from industry, they come in and they they critique the student's performance. They interrupt them mid-sentence. They're coaching them up, sharing their own anecdotal little stories about how they had to address X or Y. And in doing it students uh, they uh, they they learn uh, to be confident capable communicators and uh, and again, not just pertinent to that one topic but uh, when we when we work on for example conflict resolution, we provide real world business scenarios when we teach our students how to how to write uh, uh, memos or emails uh, we don't have someone come in and and uh, Give a long soliloquy. Instead, we invite folks to bring in real emails and the students compose replies. And our friends from industry, they critique the replies relevant to uh meeting persons where they're at and uh, and what words to use and what words not to use. So it's a it's a very different approach. Um, But uh, but our our students um, and and I tell you, as much as our students get out of it, I have to share this with you. I think our our industry participants, they uh, they enjoy it more. Uh, they, They they it's often for a lot of folks, the most rewarding part of their week.
1: Now, when you're working with students, uh, young people, have you noticed any trends over the years of maybe how they view business or getting into business? Do you find mm-hmm. more people are more thinking entrepreneurial? Do you think they're more thinking more kind of service oriented, uh, you mm-hmm. know, some public private partnership or, you know, kind of doing more community work? What, what are you seeing when it comes to trends in business?
0: Yeah, yeah, boy, you hit, you you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Um uh, this <laughs> I'm not terribly uh not terribly old, but um but I'm more than twice more than uh, more than twice um our um our our age of our seniors and uh and to your point, yes. More and more folks uh are interested in uh, being entrepreneurs and starting their own business. Uh, you know, it's often described sometimes as the gig economy. And, uh, in a lot of our students, they arrive, they arrive, uh, with, uh, uh, even if they can't per se articulate it yet, um, they arrive with these values or attributes that comport well with, um, with being a business owner. And, uh, and so we, uh, it's our aim to uh, to recognize that, uh, right away to help students and self, uh, to self-identify and then to provide them the, the space, the oxygen to go and do it. So we have an entrepreneurship center, uh, and convene regular workshops, again, hands-on experiential, uh, providing interface with, with real business owners. Uh, and, um, uh, and then, uh, what's more, um, we, uh, we, we put them in, a, in an environment where they can go out and uh, they can compete uh, for capital uh, we have a mentoring program and uh, yes I mean to your point absolutely more and more of our students uh, are interested in uh, in not going to work uh, a uh, an, an eight to five job somewhere but instead are interested in a seven day a week 24 hours a day um, Creating, creating something that they can call their own, uh, and um, and being a part of uh, of this uh, this very new reality that uh, that some people are, are experiencing uh, because of uh, because of necessity, um, either first uh, because of all the um, uh, shifts in the labor market um, that. A displacement um because so many industries um now something of the past but but also more recently just because of uh covid and um and 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 before that the 20 twenty oh eight uh great recession so students you know they're savvy they may not be able to they may not be able to ar- articulate everything in the way that i just did but they have they have a pulse on the economy they get it
1: Now, do you think that COVID did accelerate some of these things, this work from home, the remote learning, the fact that now an employee can live anywhere and work anywhere? uh, Do you think that that accelerated some of their kind of embracing this gig economy, as you mentioned?
0: Yeah, there's no question. No question about it. I mean, the reality is that, um, you know, a lot a lot of our a lot of our undergrads were already there. And this uh, this just, yeah, to your point, either accelerated or augmented the opportunity. Um, I, I even when we resume some some kind of normalcy and I'm a bit more bullish on on. On that than others, uh, as it relates to chronology, I think um, as soon as the summer, I think we're going to be prayerfully um, largely back to some kind of normalcy. Uh, but even then, yeah, no, I, I, I do. I, I a lot of, a lot of our young professionals, and then also a lot of candidly, a lot of the the companies that we we work with, uh, ranging from yeah, the big hierarchical uh, organizations with a lot of bureaucracy to the uh, the very lean, um small uh uh entrepreneurial shops have all uh shared with me that yeah they they anticipate that some of the lessons that we have learned in the last year will uh, will likely uh, will likely continue. Um you know yeah I expect a lot of a lot of the folks that um uh, that left their bricks and their bricks and mortar uh uh, lease. Um, most will will probably go back, but there will be there will be some that don't. And um, and and we you know we we knew about all those trends even before COVID. It just yeah, I think the way you said it is is most apt. It just accelerated it.
1: Now, um, how big of a threat uh, do you think it is? The demonization of business and uh, successful entrepreneurs that as greedy exploiters. Uh, do you see that as a threat, and maybe you see other threats that uh, we can talk about a little bit? Where uh, going through a program like yours can really uh, help a young person, especially, understand the impact a business uh, makes in their community.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, our students. Um, so, to give you some idea, um, so ever, so forty. 40- 42% of our students are first generation they're first in the immediate family to attend college. Over half of our students originate from a household that is defined as um, socioeconomically modest. Um, they're earning um, that households are earning less than $60,000 a year. And, and so um, I share that to say that our, our students arrive from a little different place than, for example, I went to undergrad at William and Mary and um, you know, I, very few if if any of my my friends, my colleagues in my four years in Williamsburg worked during the during the semester. Yes, of course in the summertime, but but most of our students, uh before COVID I'm referring to, um but but certainly now, um because of it, uh they they were working many of them forty hours a week, some of them more than that, um, while they were in school. So full-time student, full time uh, full-time, uh, worker and, uh, FTE, uh, somewhere. And, um, and even for the folks who had a part-time job working 25, 30, 30 hours a week point is they had a lot in their plates. I think that that context, I think that, I think that perspective, um, uh, lends itself really well, uh, to prioritization. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm pleased that a lot of our students, they, uh, they prioritize what matters, what matters most, and that's family and that's faith. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we regularly have the conversation, conversation here at Virginia State University about, uh, about, um, how to, uh, uh, how to own your own brand and owning that own brand, um. Uh, uh, is to uh, is to be unconventional. Is to take the path the path least traveled. Um, you know, we uh, uh, we encourage our students to uh, to not take the uh, to take the highway with everyone else on it. And uh, that highway, granted, has the GPS. Uh, it's got the bright lights and all the terrific signs. Um, but instead, to think about that windy little uh, road on the side of the mountain that, uh, that grant it, um, is, is perilous. Um, cause if you step off the side the side, um, you surely will perish, but, um, but the experience in getting, in getting to your destination would be so much more rewarding. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a little different approach. You know, a lot of, a lot of business schools, a lot of B schools, um, it's often abbreviated, you know, they rely on the case studies, right. Um, and the case study is always, uh, emphasize the big corporate titans and um, the examples that we can all cite uh, day in day out. We do some of that too. Um, I don't want to mis- mislead your listeners, but where we really distinguish, we try to distinguish ourselves here at VSU is uh, is telling those untold stories, celebrating, uh, celebrating, uh, celebrating failure candidly um we remind we remind our students all the time that uh you know to ride a to ride a bicycle you've got to you got to fall off a few times and skin your skin your knees unfortunately academia and and i use that term to include k-12 but also higher ed of course um you know it unfortunately um it unfortunately celebrates too frequently um those people and those places that, um, uh, that, uh, seemingly, seemingly we know better, but seemingly did everything, did everything right. Um, and, um, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, I'm afraid we're afraid that that kind of messaging, um, is, uh, contrarian to true entrepreneurship values, and, and, um, and it's the latter that we're really trying to uh, uh, inculcate in all of our students.
1: So now what's the most rewarding part of the job for you? Is it when that light bulb goes off in the classroom or when one of your students says, I got a job somewhere and now I'm doing something that I only, you know, dreamed of? Where is the reward for you where you're high-fiving the folks in your department?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's all the above. Um, it's when a student comes in at the beginning of the semester and, um, uh, you know, they at the end of the first session interfacing with 10 companies in the room. At the end of the session, true story, um, young lady breaks down and cries. She says, I, "I I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, because they are, uh, to say shy would be an understatement. Um, they their entire academic experience, perhaps since they were in kindergarten, uh, was something like the following: sit down and shut up. Let someone who presumably knows a lot more than you, I, you know, a teacher instructor, stand here in front of the room and tell you everything you need to know. And they've been able, they've been able to do okay in this approach coast their whole career their, their academic career by sitting there and sitting quiet um, and and because of it though they're now introduced to a very very different kind of academic experience and they, and, and they literally break down and cry but by the end of the semester they are a, a confident Capable communicator looks looks you in the eye, will retort uh, with the best of with the best of them, and this particular particular young lady I'm thinking of then secures an intern internship with the fire department doing uh, finances in the city of Richmond, or a young man, a young man who gets so heated, so hot in class. That another instructor comes walking in thinking there was something amiss, there was something something going wrong because he was literally raising his voice in an argument with one of the, the the guest instructors, knowing that other folks probably would have shut it down. but But my goodness, what better than it signals these students are taking ownership in the curriculum. They're engaged. They're not just there to check a box. But then, yes, uh, when our st- students, um, when they secure jobs, in- internships and scholarships, maybe the best part, you know, both my parents are now retired. They're, they're, they were both teachers. They're both now retired. And I remember as a child, I you know, at the grocery store or wherever, invariably all the time, someone would come up to my parents and, and they would say, Mr. Young or Ms. Ms. Young, I'm so-and-so. And you know, they were all they were you know all grown up now, many years removed from when they were in the classroom, of course. And now to have in the same way students coming back and saying, Hey, I'm I'm uh I'm in I'm in Dallas, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and uh, you know, I'm I'm doing sales for IBM or I'm I'm in uh, San Bernardino. Uh, California. And I'm now CEO of a tennis academy. And uh, you just can't, you just cannot put a price on that.
1: So now for you, what's next? How are you uh, attacking, I guess, it's the end of the school year there now or approaching it and you're getting ready to plan for next year?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Looking forward to when we can resume some kind of normalcy it's been a hard year for us it's uh i think it's been a harder year for us uh than other other institutions higher learning only because of everything that i just described you know we we really um you know our our, our students in a <clears throat> before covid in a normal week in uh you know in 7 days they would spend close 5 to 6 days uh we would have folks at different uh, networking events and uh, all around town, um, and um, and so our students um, they took a disproportionate um, hard hit. Uh, so yes, looking forward to um, getting um, getting folks back um, on campus, uh, getting industry back on campus. In a normal semester, we host over 250 companies in the classroom to do all the things that I already spoke to. Uh, so, uh, resuming some of what allows us to just uh, um, to, to uh, distinguish our, ourselves from from everyone else.
1: If somebody wants to learn more about your program, uh, get a hold of you or somebody on your team. What's the best uh, website for them to check out?
0: Absolutely, it's business.vsu. That's short for Virginia State University.edu. So business.vsu.edu. Uh, I'm really fortunate, we're really fortunate to work with a 25 time Emmy Award winning producer, Jesse Vaughn. On that website, you'll find some of uh, some of our films, some of our um, video that we've produced for NBC 12, our newsletters, our list of our student accomplishments, my contact information. uh, And uh, we would invite anybody who is interested in a very different approach to education to consider contacting us.
1: Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Well, you're you're too kind, grateful for the opportunity to to share a little bit about our students and how they're achieving and how industry partners with us. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Richmond Business Radio.